Welcome, dirty peasants, to episode 73 of Warwood Gazette, the Amphibia podcast. This week we'll be covering a couple of leftover thoughts I had on uh, a couple of episodes in the show. Uh, I'm your host, Nabaticon, and joining me today is Impact. Yo, what's good, everybody? So, news this time around, uh, I, I can't think of anything can no, you no, no no nothing official um and matt still like hasn't given um i forget what was that barnes and nobles thing like i know we said it was like delayed on the, the ticket thing but he hasn't given like an official announcement about it still so yeah nothing like concrete um as of now in terms of like Amphibia content, maybe besides like fan stuff, um, if we could give a shout out to that. I mean, uh, there's like there's Crispy's. Um, I want to give it official like <laughs> introduction, but if you guys haven't heard already, there's this really cool Amphibia beat 'em up game made by Crispy um, called Amphibia Calamity Beatdown. I know Matt made um, title screen for it too. And he's been working on it for like a hot minute and it's really fun. Um, I think I could put the link on in the, uh, maybe like in the comment section of this video or I thought I could just give you the link for it. Um, like, but... I think I, cause I saw the project too, like I already downloaded the demo. I, I kind of want to cover it in a separate segment. That's fine, that's yeah, fine. So... I, I guess I just wanted to give it a shout, shout out. But yeah, it's, it's, so... it's really like neat stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, like one of our past, like a friend of the, of the show, uh, Dennis. He also like he he made some of the sprites for the game too. So I'd probably want to awesome. have him on too, like w with you too, Impact, because I know you're you're up up to speed with, like you you stay up to date with like the progress on that game. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it'll, that'll be fun. Uh. Yeah. Aside from that, um. Yeah, this week's recording is going to be kind of like a breather. Like last time we wrapped up our coverage of the Marcy Journal and that kind of covers like all official like Amphibia content that's out there. Um, but, and at the time of this recording, this is the March 24th, uh, 2023. March 28th, 2021 is when we started the podcast. So it's going to be about the, the, this recording's coming out in April, but it's going to be about like 2 years since we started the Damn. podcast, which is interesting. <laughs> Time flies, yo. Yeah, it does not feel like 2 <laughs> years. Um Yeah, but and I was able to like, I was able to like, be a part of most of the recordings, like most of the episode discussions. But I missed out on a couple, like, um, the shut in, uh, sleepover to end all sleepovers, and day at the aquarium, uh, newts and tights and fight or flight. So this is kind of like a like a breather recording where I kind of just like wanted to kind of like go over those episodes again. 
usually when I when I do like the podcast, I'd like watch the episode right before the recording. And even though I I've seen like the shut in and a day at the aquarium and sleepover, ten all sleepovers, like I've seen them like so once or twice over like like I've rewatched them already like once or twice like since then. Uh, Newts and Tights. I was rewatching that. I think. Okay, I feel like, <laughs> um, usually when people say like, "Oh, they watched the episode and then they did a rewatch," for me it's like, okay, like it's it's natural to like already have a rewatch. So it's like a second rewatch. That's that's like, that's like new like territory for me. It's like, it's like <laughs> I've only rewatched the episode once. Like that's 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 barely anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I'm gonna start off with the shut-in and like thankfully impact you're here to kind of like bounce off me like bounce off my idea like off my thoughts otherwise it just would be me speaking into the mic <laughs> speaking speaking into the void yeah into the void <laughs> so, into like my wall <laughs> like the brick meme but um <laughs> Like I'm not gonna do like the recap thing. That's like yeah, we've been we've been over these episodes. We know that we know that. Yeah, whoever's listening to this we is probably like yeah, just go go watch that recording. Like Nick and Impact, and I, whoever was on, whoever else was on at the time, they yeah, they did on. they did a great job doing that recap with that. Yeah, Pickle. yeah, Pickle was on there too. Yeah, I, I, like I'm pulling up the YouTube playlist right now just to like see like who was there at the time but yeah the shut in it was uh it was impact nick and uh pickle yeah yeah and yeah this this episode the shut in like I, I you guys already covered like oh is it canon is it not canon but now that like like uh Actually, in our interview with Matt, that's when Matt kind of said, "Okay, I'm ready to make like the shut-in canon." <laughs> so, but like when, yeah. we, when we did this recording, it's like, "Oh, it's like it's not canon, but it could fit, but we're not sure." But even though the stories themselves were like probably like were probably fake, it's just like I mean, to be honest, I'm still, okay. Obviously, like I know phone mo is like. Uh, is non-canon because Aaron was just making that shit up like along the way, <laughs> like yeah. Um, I forgot the name of Hop Hop story. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot it too. I'm I'm looking um, it up on the wiki right now. Um, I I know Spriggs was called Skin Deep. Yeah, because with the, I forget what the frog is called, but the the frog with all the skin. This the seamstress. Okay, yes, Hop Hops was called Dead End. Um, like Dead. Okay, for me, Dead End was the funniest, but Skin Deep I think was like the best, the best short, or the best story for me. Like, like creepiness wise, or just like in general writing wise.
Uh... Dead End, I think, was the creepiest, because, like, like Mr. Pe uh, Little Pot, he would just, like, walk in like, so casually and walk out while, like, the people they were visiting were just dying. Like, Dead End had the, mo the more, like, unsettling kind of horror, while, like, the seamstress was just, like, a terrifying, like, design. <laughs> yeah. And I think this episode think, won, like, an, won an award for... Was this the episode that won, like, an Annie for, like, design? I remember the, the episode getting a reward. I think you're right. I feel like you would know that more than me, Thumb, to be honest. Like, I remember this episode getting something. So I'm, I'm assuming you're right that it's an Annie. But I know we got a reward for some place big animation wise or another i think like didn't a, a couple of other amphibia episodes get that too like all in or am i bugging i don't remember not like for the specific reward for this episode because this was for design right so like yeah this was for character design 2021 yeah i feel like in, i know amphibia's gotten a little bit more right from like all in and the hardest thing and stuff. So, in no, the, it got nominated in 2023 and oh. 2022, but it didn't win. Damn. Okay. Yeah, but the Shudden won, which is. Huh. I mean, yeah, I would have expected, like. Yeah. <laughs> it just it all depends on, like, the category and whatever. But yeah, like, the Shudden. Yeah, was a really I, I was a really solid episode. Like, I'm a Hop Hop fan, so it's like George Takai was like really great as Mister Little Pot, and yeah, like the hair joke was like hilarious. Um, yeah, biggest loss of the episode. Yeah, it's like it's like death wasn't there for Hop Hop; it was there for his hair. That was like I think yeah. that's what made it kind of like the the funniest episode for me. Like, um, but his skin deep. It's like the spryby stuff was cute, and then like the seems just showing up, kind of just like like this is horrifying, and then. Yeah, foam like I feel foam. Like everything was... with skin deep is like. Oh, go ahead. Oh no! Wait, I I didn't hear you for a second. Keep going, thumb. I, no, I, think I you cut off on my end. No, I just because I was talking about so much about dead end and skin deep, I kind of like skipped over phone mo, but like it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's pretty funny with the uh, the video, like. The haunted video stuff, like that, that gave me very like a lot of like early two thousand, early two thousands vibes. Uh, but like I just liked the dead end skin deep stuff more because like it was in amphibia and yeah, that's fair. I feel like though, like because phone mode was really. I know, obviously, we had the reunion and Marcy at the Gates flashbacks, but those are always focused on Anne's relationship to to Sasha and Marcy. And even though it's not canon, 
I do like that we have an episode in the school specifically. That was always kind of neat. We it, it was interesting that in 3A, like I don't I wouldn't want Anne to go back to school during this season, but like it's interesting when we come back to Earth that we never actually get to see what well, we do, obviously, in All In, but we never get an episode specifically at the school. You know what I mean? So I always thought that was that was neat. And it was kind of, yeah, I don't know. I always appreciated that. Yeah, definitely. Like, I do agree the other stories are better. Yeah, I think it's because, like, with the other stories, it's like, there's, like, Even though some of the stuff is like exaggerated, it's like there's a chance that maybe these stories like have actually happened. But with FOMO, yeah. it's like they you kind of immediately know that it's like it's not a real story. Like if it was like something at least with like if they made it a horror story with Marcy Ann and Sasha, like like where okay, some stuff could be exaggerated because it's it's a cartoon. But, like, there could be still some, yeah. like, plausibility that it's, like, that actually happened. Um, and you, and in fact, you know, like, I'm kind of, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, a huge, like, I'm not, like, the biggest, like, Sasha, Marcy, and Trio fan, but it's, like, it would have been, it would have <laughs> yeah, yeah. been, like, something neat to have in this, like, little kind of, like, in this, like, Halloween episode. I think a lot of fans would, would have liked that. I weirdly enough, I feel like sleepover the end of sleepover is like kinda gave me enough of that vibe, like not horror vibe, but like that episode gives me enough of like because we have like the shadowfish would kind of act like ghost and whatnot. I feel like that episode satisfied that that want for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel yeah, like we would have gotten something similar. Yeah, I have a very like specific like analogy for uh the sleepover episode i mean we can get into it okay. now like i'm kind of done talking about the show yeah. but like yeah go for it go for it what i liked a lot about the sh- like uh sleepover and all sleepovers it kind of felt like a a direct-to-tv scooby-doo movie <laughs> where because like because for, for the scooby-doo shows it's like always like the the villain or the monster is usually like a guy in disguise but then for like the for the Scooby Doo like mo- animated movies, it's usually like something actually supernatural. <laughs> so like that's why I gave you the that's why I describe it as like direct to direct to TV like Scooby Doo movie because like the shadowfish are real. And then you have like the the teenage gang kind of like off on a little like spooky adventure. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Okay, and with the sco- the the Scoob joke too. Yeah, the sco- <laughs> yeah the Scoob the Scoob joke too. That's why like I like made that stick with me. <laughs> that weird like example of me like watching Scooby Doo movies in my childhood, but um, but yeah, the sleepover and all sleepovers like I don't know. I feel like like so much has already been said about this episode. That's like very like uh yeah it's like completely like true and describes everything like i can probably say more about this pair of episodes 
um like with this and a day at the aquarium after but this episode had right. a lot of pardon oh no you go thumb sorry sorry okay like go. you know it kind of covers like Anne and Marcy's relationship with Sasha kind of like, Sasha doesn't need to be there, but it's kind of like addressed, and I, I think Pickle brought that up during your during your episode discussion at the time. Um, and like, this, this episode did a lot of the kind of like setup for uh, for the rest of the series with a lot of, like, certain threads about, like, you know, even the sleepover thing, kind of, like, that coming back. Um, I, I can probably... Yeah, everything about, like, the leaf barrel and Andrew's stuff, I think, is already, was already covered well, and... Yeah. Shadowfish. I mean, Impact, is there anything you, you want to talk about before I go into... Uh, Going to a day at the aquarium. Um, not. I feel like we we covered pretty much everything. I feel like I don't know because sleepover then sleepover is such an interesting like mid season kind of episode because it weirdly is like one of the most important episodes in the show, but it kind of like hides itself from being important if that makes sense yeah. until the very end, where the characters are just like. Oh, there's the Shadowfish, there's the Mossmen, there's Andreas's, like, hint of his backstory, like, you're, like, because Olivia and Yuna is gonna handle all this stuff eventually, but, like, it's interesting how the show can just throw a bunch of lore at you and then just not focus on that and focus more on the characters and that dynamic, just kind of, like, a whole, whole thing of the show, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, lore is there, but it's, like, you know, it's around. Like, it, it's more about, like, the characters and their struggles in the story. But I don't know, like, this episode, I always feel like, has that fun balance of being a great stuff for Anne and Marcy and Sprig and, and Polly, but also giving us that plot progression, which is fun. Also, I like Marcy bouncing off the cast a bit more. I, I kind of feel like she did that better than Sasha did in 3B, to be honest. So yeah. when, when I think about it, like yeah yeah like i agree with that like the show it kind of like when it drops the lore it kind of it still kind of focuses on it even though they don't talk like okay even the show does address it where it's like they have the moss man like show up for a second and like and focus on it then you have like the ripped up uh portrait and then like spray kind of addresses that so it's like they don't elaborate but they still kind of like the show's like still pointing at and saying like, "Hey, like, this is important." So then, when you have that kind of like scene of like Anne, like just like cutting her, like getting a paper cut, and the show kind of like lingers on it. I don't know why, why that was the case, and even you guys, I think, mentioned how that was kind of like weird for the show to kind of like linger on like Anne getting a paper cut. Maybe it was supposed to say like, "Oh, okay, like the scared air challenge is dangerous." I I don't know. Like I haven't seen in. An answer I think for that. I mentioned it. I think I mentioned it in the recording. I forget exactly what I said, but I think how I always thought of the paper cut was like 
Because she gets a paper cut as soon as she th- talks about going to the basement, right? Yeah, so it's like, like, oh, you're they're going to get hurt, basically, right? Yeah, like it's like a, a bad omen kind of thing. Well, not bad omen, but like it's a it's a bad idea. And then she immediately gets a paper cut. I always thought that was signifying, hey, don't go there. Like bad things are going to happen if you do. So I don't know. That's that's how always how I read it also i thought it was just like kind of a joke <laughs> so but yeah i didn't think it was like hardcore hinting at anything you know what i mean like like i don't know like i don't, I don't know <laughs> but i guess it was just like to keep the idea that going down the basement is bad like and just kind of signifying it through that so i, I do I remember that episode kind of like because when the show does like I don't know how to describe it, but it's like they had that montage and like they were drawing like mustaches on like a bunch of like uh, portraits of Andreas. And then, you know, later when Olivia's sleeping, like Polly pulls out that same marker to like draw on Olivia's face. And it's like the show kind of like does when it wants to, it like it kind of introduces stuff and then like brings it up later to kind of like continue the gag or. Yeah, I guess to continue the gag, but like in this case, it's kind of more of a the paper cut thing was just like a weird like gag that wasn't carried over. If that, I'm kind of just like rambling now, but and I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, so I think I covered everything I wanted about sleepovers the sleepover episode i i I, for for this this is such i remember this recording was like a pain to write in the uh in the podcast uh not podcast the youtube like title because like the sleepover to end all sleepovers and then a day at the aquarium they're both like super long like episode titles i couldn't fit them all in the 100 character limit and uh I ended up compromising with the sleepover to end all. And I just didn't finish that. And then I wrote a day at the aquarium. But like that was like hitting the character limit. Because I always put like. Write down like Wartwood Gazette. Amphibia podcast. And then both episode titles. And like I never had that issue until this episode. (laughs) Oh baby. Yeah. Yeah so I'm just going to refer to this episode as like just sleepover. But like. Um, can I go on to a date at the aquarium? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, um, like now that we're talking about like a date at the aquarium, I can kind of like bring up sleepover when I say the, like in the next couple of like points, it's kind of like this episode, not only did it have to be like a mid season finale, it had to for, for season two, it had to be kind of like a mid-season, I don't want to say finale, but mid-season, mid-series finale for the show. Because yeah. this is like the mid, the like the the midpoint, and yeah. this ep like I, this episode definitely is, in in my opinion, like the strongest mid-season 
uh, batch of episodes we've had in, in the show. Like, I, I do think it kind of, like, sets up and accomplishes what it wanted to do, like, very well. And when I, like, think about this episode in comparison to, like, Escape to Amphibia or... Um, Toe Tax and Prison Break. Yeah, Toe Tax and Prison Break. And don't get me wrong, those are, like, I think they're both fantastic episodes. Like, those season one and season three mid-season finales. I, like, I really, I think they're, like, really good. But it's, like, there's a lot going on in Sleepover and A Day at the Aquarium. Like, and when you look at how much of it kind of, like, comes back, like, how much it comes, like, full circle by the end, um... Like that's not to like that, that's not to kind of that's not to discount Toe Tax and Escaped Amphibia because those are very important episodes for Anne and like yeah and like when it comes to like Anne's arc it's those episodes are very very like like they're still like S tier episodes just like A Day at the Aquarium and Sleepover kind of like do. They they are important episodes for Anne, but like especially the sleep, especially Day at the Aquarium, but they also for the whole series as well, kind of like tying everything together with like the Leaf stuff, the Andrew stuff. I know I'm already talking about, I'm still talking about Sleepover, but for the Day at the Aquarium, it's like just the just the setup of like the aquarium and what it means to Anne and how that. And how we end the series off with, like, Anne working at an aquarium, kind of, like... Yeah. It really is kind of, like, a very, like... I I don't, like... Because <sighs> apparently Matt always knew where, like, what he wanted Anne to be. Like, what kind of job she would be cause at the end, by the end of the series. Cause yeah. In, in the AMA, he mentioned that as a spoiler. And, like... Yeah, because cause I, I think Matt even talked about this on Twitter. All the occupations of the girls was thought out, like, at the very start of the show, I'm pretty sure. So, like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he already had, like, Anne's working at an Aquarium, Sasha's a therapist, Sparcy's, like, doing comic book stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, so just that and... And A Day at the Aquarium has, like, a lot of, like, callbacks to Season 1. And, uh... I think what makes it very... Like, we, we've seen it... Like, we've seen Matt talk about Season 1, how much he kind of, like... Like, there's a lot of, like... Okay, it's very easy... Like, okay, obviously, okay... I'm trying to think of a good way to word this. You know, Amphibia Season 1 is not looked at, I guess, critic. like, uh, how do I say? Yeah, critically looked at the same way Season 2 and 3 are looked at. Yeah. And by, what I mean by that is kind of like, you know, people give, like, Season 2, you know, a lot of, like, I guess a lot of thought and then season three people give it a lot of thought 
and then like expect expectations as well, which I I kind of don't want to get into because I think we've already, <laughs> we've already talked about that, and we'll probably talk about it in the future. But like for the context of today, it's like season one's not given its same kind of like respect <laughs> that it deserves. But like it's very easy to defend season one when the show itself is kind of like treating it with the same amount of respect as you do. Cause like you'll, you'll see shows kind of like when they reference like a past season, you know, sometimes they'll kind of like throw like, what what's the, the trope called like lampshade or, um, they'll, they'll kind of like take the opportunity to kind of like just joke about like something in season one that wasn't like too, uh, that that maybe Wasn't... like may, maybe the crew maybe the like maybe the crew working behind the show kind of like wanted to like dig at season one or like a certain aspect of it, and even <laughs> even Amphibia like they'll they'll sometimes like bring up the fact where you know like characters like are learning life lessons and like learning life lessons again or they have already learned this lesson, but you know Amphibia kind of like looks at looks back at those episodes like in a very like like almost kind of like loving way like there's like it's kind of like the way like the characters kind of like reminisce about past episodes like it it makes you invested in the episode when the characters like it makes the the audience is invested in these past episodes more when the characters themselves are invested in those past episodes too. Like we see like a day of the aquarium is basically the planners just crying about like all their past memories. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, of course like the audience is going to be like on board with that. Cause like, you know, it makes, it makes us like, like reminisce about those like simpler times too. And, And then, you know, part of this whole episode setting up is like, oh, Anne has to eventually say goodbye to the planners. And, you know, most of the time it's played up in like a comedic way. But then like, you know, near the end, near the end of the episode, you know, they're not, they're going to see each other again. But it's like, it's kind of like the trial run <laughs> for the real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Anne can't even like, Anne like. What's the word? She Anne can't, can't even it. do it. Like, yeah, like she hasn't learned the lessons necessary in the show to kind of get it, which is like she she hasn't yeah, again, she hasn't it, learned it makes, to let go yet. Yeah, yeah, and she hasn't had that time with her parents too, and building that dynamic. But I won't I won't go into mention that. But like, yeah, that's yeah, that's really right. And yeah, like, I, I kind of, I kind of mentioned in the Marcy like journal coverage where it's like, Anne choosing the planners over Marcy. It's like, it's like I wanted to see Anne see the planners again, but it's like, and, and, and it's not to Anne. It's not it's not Anne's fault, but the fact that she left Marcy left her like very like vulnerable to like it's, it's, it's sealed her fate. Yeah, like, <laughs> it kind of like decided the rest of the series where like. Marcy was like in a vulnerable 
like a vulnerable like place for Andrus to kind of like just swoop in and start like planting ideas in Marcy's head that like if Anne was there would like would probably catch on. Um, yeah, and it's like, and it's one of those things too where like, not even like just catch on, but like even like in the moment, like when they meet Andreas, there's what's the word like Marcy and Anne are both not questioning anything about the guy because Marcy trusts Andreas, so Anne naturally trusts Andreas too. There's never any question about his motivations or his desires, even once like Anne and figures out what Hot Pot was thinking about the Calamity Box and what the book said, there still isn't that thought of, like, maybe we shouldn't give this to Andreas, you know what I mean? So, which also kind of makes you wonder if, like, it does make you wonder, even if Anne stayed with Marcy, would would Andreas, like, would Anne figure out Andreas's bullshit? Like, not fully, obviously, because she doesn't have the full details. You know what I mean? But, like, would she be able to stop Andreas from doing all the whole manipulation thing? I always wonder if... I feel like there's a chance that Andreas could. You know what I mean? But, I don't know. You know, I didn't... I haven't thought about it too much, but, like, yeah, I think there's still a chance that Andreas could have still gotten away with, like, kind of manipulating Marcy. Just, like... But I think in that case, if, if Anne was with Marcy the whole time... And then found out about like what Marcy really wanted to do, like about not going home just yet. And then I think Anne would be way more hurt. Then what do you it, mean, like, like, like if he if she heard Andreas give the proposal to Marcy and Marcy agreed, then like that would give Anne like knowledge. I'm assuming Anne wouldn't tell Marcy that she knows about it, right? That would add like. Okay, I think I'm getting it now. Actually, no, no, no. Like, 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 like Andreas wouldn't. Like, if Andreas told Marcy, but oh, like, don't go home just yet, behind Anne's back, and then like, I imagine maybe like if the planners didn't come on the quest with Anne and Marcy to the temples, and then all the stuff happened. Like, if the planners weren't there for the temple quest, and Anne w- st- chose Marcy over the planners in A Day at the Aquarium, then I feel like Anne would have been hurt a lot more. Because then she would... Oh, yeah. Because then Marcy would be taking away... Marcy, well, kind of. But yeah, Marcy would be taking away her found family in stopping Anne from meeting her real family, too. Yeah. She would be... Jesus. <laughs> That's messed up. Because now, like... <laughs> Yeah, ouch. I don't I don't know if Oh, and like wait, wait, but they would still have to go to the planters and get the box though, right? Because oh I guess Marcy wanted someone to fetch the box. Yeah, so that at that point it's like we don't know if like like I would imagine that the planners would want to come along on the on the temple quest with them. Yeah, because but there's, that's kind of a more interesting what-if scenario if they don't, though. <laughs> like, not like I, I want that in the show, but, like, for, like, fanfic writers, they could go nuts with having 
only Anne and Marcy go to the temples because I feel like I feel like that would easily create a more a, a bigger divide with Anne and Marcy in their time at the temples. You know what I mean? Because Marcy's having this good time, but Anne just lost like her family, and now it's like now it kind of makes Anne more determined to get to to Earth now. And then Marcy's gonna be like, "Ah, eh, hold on, wait a second. Maybe we can stay a little longer." And then the whole bullshit and truth always happens. Because Anne doesn't even... Oh, man, I'm talking about a whole what-if scenario now. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's interesting. It's an interesting what-if scenario. But I do know, like, if Anne stuck with Marcy, Anne just wouldn't have the balls to kind of, like, tell about exploring other worlds in front of Anne. Unless Anne, yeah. unless, unless Anne just underestimated Anne that much. Which maybe, I don't know. But then at that point, Anne would probably be like, wait, no. Okay, now I'm thinking about another what-if, so I'm probably getting too much into the... <laughs> no, it's interesting, though, because I think, like... Because I feel like... Because how Andreas talks about Anne in All In, right? Like, to Andreas, Anne wasn't even on his radars. On her radar. Yeah. Andreas... Anne wasn't on his radar. There yeah. we go. Like, when she showed up, it was just like, who the fuck? Like, <laughs> scruffy little girl. Oh, like, what? Is, okay. With, with, with like, leaves in her this... hair and one shoe, like. <laughs> yeah, like, what is she gonna do? Like, which is interesting because, like, even, like, going to Sasha, too, with Andreas's review on him, like, on Anne, like, I'm assuming Andreas, like, knew somewhat about Sasha by the way Marcy was talking about her. I well not I'm assuming Marcy gave an idea of who Sasha and Anne were, right? So yeah. like I I always wonder if like Andreas was like, okay, I don't gotta worry about one of them, but like the other one, where where are they at? Like Yeah, we never <laughs> doing get... all kinds of other stuff. Oh sorry. Uh no no keep going, keep going. I'm I'm done. I'm no, done. I was just gonna say like we never get like Andrew never gives like a solid opinion on Sasha. Yeah, which I'm I'm kind of okay with because like I feel like because the show presents it so then like Andreas is Anne's foil and then Darcy is Sasha's foil, but yeah. it's like because Darcy and Sasha they have to establish that like in the beginning of the end because they didn't give Darcy any more screen time, you know. But like Anne and Andreas are set up like since true colors, you know. But like. I don't know. I think Sasha and Andreas, like, there's there's an interesting dynamic there. I lo- like even in True Colors, where like Sasha is like, Andreas is like, you're bluffing when Sasha's gonna like drop the box. I love that shit. I would have liked to gotten more of that, but oh, I- I'm kind of cool with it with the way they handled it. But I don't know. Yeah, because like even in season two, kind of like Andreas was like always set up. Like Andreas was like. Marcy's kind of like closest person in this world. So he already had that going on with Marcy. And then like, you know, post true colors, like the the Anne Andreas like rivalry becomes kind of like more clear. Yeah. So he he had and you could and I remember a lot of people are like talking about how like Anne just could kind of like have like you you can't really say oh like Andreas is Marcy's foil Andreas is like Anne's foil 
And then at the time, people were saying, like, oh, like, Andrews could be Sasha's foil. And it's like, Andrews could, like, you could see Andrews in any of the girls. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like, because he's a three dimensional character. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> you kind of just <laughs> make him a foil for anyone, I guess. I feel like, but, but I feel like with Anne and Anne, like, I feel like once the core showed up, it was like, oh, I see what they're doing. Now. Yeah, then like, then it's it, like, okay, Andrews like is the Anne, like, <laughs> yeah. And then even so. comparing, even comparing like Anne, Sasha, and Marcy to like Andrews, Barrel, and Leaf, it's like you can't even do that because like they're all like, they're all three dimensional characters, even if they don't show up to. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I don't know. That's. <laughs> That was an interesting thing because, like, reading back on stuff with, like, with, like, theories on, like, who coordinates with who or, like, who's whatever's foil. Because now looking back at it, like, even when I was, like, when I joined up in the fandom reading all that stuff, it was it was kind of funny. I was, like, Sasha and, and Andreas, I, I guess, kind of, they have, I guess they like power, but, like, we don't know anything about Andreas' backstory enough to to go with that so like yeah i don't know it's 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 fun to look back on now so yeah and can i can i go into like newts and tights now yeah 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 okay because i think while we're on the topic of and just like i'll I'll get back to the like tritonio and and stuff but having seen like the rest of the series and like revisiting newts and tights it's like the the ending of newts and tights where it's kind of like that whole scene involving that like the planners and sasha discovering uh like leaf's secret room um th- that whole episode with like sort of like and like Tritonio like re reuniting like Tritonio reuniting with Anne and Sprig after so long. And Anne giving that whole like that whole like kind of like talk about like the value of friendship. And you know it's kinda of like you know it's not like a uncommon like message like oh you know friendship is the greatest treasure of all but like Seeing, like, you know, seeing Anne's, like, both these episodes, like, both of those episodes in Season 3, Newts and Tights and Firefly, very, like, emphasize the, like, the friendship between Anne and Sprig in both segments. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like our last, like, Spran adventure, um, Spran adventures, plural, um, but, like, Newton Tights kind of like emphasizing that between like Spran and then also Chitonio and uh th- that name of that that Newt uh Jojo I think <laughs> um like just like emphasizing the importance of these like these relationships and then ending the segment off with like you know the Sprague like holding on to the note that like Leaf wrote for Andrews even though like at the time we didn't know what it was what exactly was on it and that like ending up like being kind of the
like having that note be what like pulls Andrus like back into like how do I describe it? Like actually like because like Andrus was Andrus was in denial like <laughs> for a long time, and then like just that note from Leaf kind of like changes everything and like makes him like like fond of his friend again like fond of leaf again and that like that closure kind of being what saves everyone <laughs> yeah and like it's a word because that's kind of like because the, the whole time in the core and the king right like aldrich and the core are, got, are telling him like yo friendship that shit sucks power that's what it's all about baby don't don't worry about your friends they're gonna betray you like because the whole idea is that, like, Aldrich is trying to, like, say, oh, your friends will betray you and whatever. So, like, and it won't last forever. So it doesn't hold any value. But Andreas, like, is trying to believe that throughout season two in True Colors, right? And at first he's like, what's the word? Like, throughout the whole time, he's pretty much trying to deny, like, nope, friendship doesn't matter. I don't care about my friends. They they suck. Like they betrayed me, therefore they're bad. It ended, therefore it doesn't hold any value. So like huh. And so then when he gets that letter, it sort of like it removes that toxic that that toxic not toxic. Well it is toxic, but like that embedded toxic mindset from the core. But then like when Andreas is like crying about leave the core is trying to tell him the same the same shit always been saying like we are all you'll ever need we are all you'll ever have you know what i mean you don't have to find anyone else friendship doesn't mean shit don't worry about that so that's that's actually a really good point of how the leaf letter even though we don't know what it says it has like an interesting thematic connection used and typed an episode that revolves around understanding the values of friendship and those connections and how leaving them behind isn't exactly like the healthiest thing to do. And in Andreas's case, it's more like him trying to ignore them and ignore that, that loss of his friends and how much he cared about them. So that's, that's actually a good point. I always thought that the letter was, I'm going to be honest. I thought it was just kind of random <laughs> the way they find it. Cause like hop hop just figures that finds it while he was using the bathroom. So <laughs> like, I don't know, but that's a good point. Yeah, like I do, I do think like looking back now, it's like I I feel like that scene isn't as like kind of like spliced in as I think some people kind of like felt it was when it first came out. But you know, I think I think Matt mentioned in like a really old interview, it's like the show is like like when you rewatch this when you rewatch the show, kind of like everything fits connect together yeah. well yeah i think that yeah that was that i always was... oh go ahead oh i was gonna say because i i will say though i, I still find it i i guess like i, I said it before like hop hop like figuring finding the room when he's using the bathroom and like i don't know why but like i always found it funny how sasha was so curious about what was in the door like <laughs> she's so adamant to actually finding out what's in there like it's, it's not even her house it's like she broke in like <laughs> she's so interested in like 
the belongings of the cave. I, I don't know why. That was I I always found that funny. Like <laughs> Oh, I I think I told Nick about this, but it's like I love how like Sasha's like how do I describe it? Like like Sasha she kind of like came into this town like think about from the from the planner's perspective the skull came into town tried to kill the like the the caretaker of the family then like then betrayed them then pretended to be on their side then betrayed them again and then <laughs> uh stayed in their house <laughs> and then uh desecrated their like sacred like their their family like family heirlooms to turn it into like a into like a a war camp <laughs> and then where's the imagery like the heron imagery the the same creatures that like killed their parents <laughs> <laughs> well okay I'll, I'll give I'll give Sasha this I, like I feel like she didn't want to use the the planter home, you know what I mean? Because like, what, like, the entire Wartward got destroyed, right? So I'm assuming Sasha and Grime found it on some misfit adventure we don't know about. I don't know how specifically. No, I think they mentioned like... Loggle. Loggle took him, took them to it because Loggle's been Loggle's been down there with Hop Hop. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh shit, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You, I thought they mentioned in the episode because, like, um, because did they? Yeah, because Family Shrub, um. Like at the end of the episode, you know, like Hop Up was like, Hop Up had that like glue. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was glued on. Yeah, and then like Logo was stuck on his back, and they both went to the base into like the family archives. So, or the family. Like... I don't remember that. I don't remember them mentioning that. I, I gotta watch Commander Ann again because like I, I just remember Sasha going like, Hop Hop was like, you're you're ransacking our house and like Sasha's like only the basement and then, then they go in. So not ransacking, but you're using our house, you know, but I don't remember Loggle mentioned like Sasha mentioning Loggle gave it. I have to go back. Maybe like, cause Sasha is kind of going at Mach five in the commander and at the start with exposition. Oh yeah. So maybe <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> so. But then, uh, the rest of Newton Tights, I mean, I think Nick was kind of like my representative for the, uh, the, the blue sword nonsense. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, what else? Yeah, Chitonio coming back, that's, that's, that was, like, long overdue. I think, because the moment, like, not the moment, but for combat camp in season one everyone was like yo like chitonio is like a great side character when's when's he coming back so then when season three happened and we had all of those like like returning characters it was kind of it wasn't it wasn't like an if it was a when for chitonio yeah yeah um I did okay. The, the judge bot was like hilarious, but like I felt like that was a little too much. Yeah. 
like yeah. nonsense stuff. Like no, like I like I love the Frobo designs. It's like I think like that Judge robot was kind of like that was a little too. I think it was too far. Yeah, <laughs> it was just so yeah, fun. Yeah, because I like... feel like yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was gonna say like yeah, because I feel like the design is. I don't know. I felt like three B isn't grounded per se, but like, what's the word? Like, it felt like the robots had like, they felt natural in the setting. You know what I mean? But in like Newts and Tights, we got like, why the fuck is Andreas building hooded Frobos and a goddamn Judge robot? Why? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> Like, Andrews had to, like, actively build it. Like, there was no, like... It wasn't, like, some accident or some shit. Or, like, the robot... The robots had, like, a conscience of their own. Well, actually, they might. Considering what Fritzing Frobo says. But, like, still, like, that was... That had to be built. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't... It, it weirdly, like, doesn't feel right when, like... I feel like Drie, like, with Fr- Cloakbot did, like felt like the perfect amount of like characterization for yeah and like yeah like i felt like he felt natural too like in in the setting itself he was like more of an advanced cloak uh robot with the cloaking stuff and but in a more like modern setting so it made sense there he felt like he felt natural to the 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 setting we're in and to like the characters arcs too but i think comparing robot i mean not robot cloakbot to the judge bot may not be fair because cloakbot's a whole like mini an arc villain there we go for for 3a so it's like it's a little different but still like he felt natural the judge bot feels like okay we're going too far like <laughs> we're going like crazy now i don't think we need to be doing that there isn't a sense of like it being grounded, if that makes sense. So yeah, at least with Spryview, like they gave us like that giant like crab robot. That still kind of felt like in theme with the yeah, uh, and like the show, I guess. Oh, you go. Keep going. No, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say because like also like that robot has like a legit logical function too. Because remember, like the. The crab robot was like the thing keeping the force field up. You saw like a little um what was it called? It was like a was generator power or something. Called? Yeah, like you had that around it too. It felt like the robot had like a natural obvious function with the world. Or fight or flight like the robots were stealing were kidnapping the forget what the um the species domino 2 is like they're just called i think um, like killer coastal moths or i was gonna call it killer moths um they steal those and they have like a natural function of powering a base you know like it felt like there was like you could see the 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 rules yeah, the judge bot is like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> what purpose do you have? <laughs> you know, like, it was very strange. Very strange. But I do like, okay, do you, do you want to keep talking about Newts and Tights? Yeah, we can keep going. Because I was saying, like, I, I'm down for going into uh, Fight or Flight since you brought it up. Um, 
yeah, we can go into fight or flight now. I, I, I don't, I don't mind. Like, if you have more to talk about newts and tights, we can keep going. And then, like, I'm kind, of, I'm kind just... of done with newts and tights. Oh, okay, then yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, but like, like you said with fight or flight, um, yeah, like the rules behind it, where it's like, okay, they're they're gathering up the the mods to like power the generator, and then also in the beginning of the episode, you had like Soggy Joe mentioned the, uh, uh, what's it called the. Uh, because Andrews was like uprooting everything, all like all the natural resources, all the animals were kind of like going out of the forest into like raiding their supplies. So there's like there's like cause and effect going on. Yeah. And uh, I mean, but the main reason I liked that I love fight or flight is the uh you know just the you know how the ending the series quote about you know the things you let go what comes back to you it's like okay in this case it's like domino 2 is coming back to Anne. yeah and okay this came like out of total because okay the fight or flight synopsis was like (laughs) and goes on i know you're gonna go with and goes on a mission. I think you guys already t- covered it too in that episode. It's like, oh, like Domino Two was like out of left field. <laughs> yeah, because it <laughs> it was so funny because people are like, oh my god, like Anne's gonna go save a friend. It's gonna be Marcy, guys. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get an Anne Darcy fight. Let's go! And then it was a, it was it was Domino Two. <laughs> It was hilarious, yo. Because none of there was no like promo art or anything for this episode too, really. Like nope. I know Matt gave something, I think. Yeah, that, then, that, but that had Tritonio sil- silhouette. Oh yeah. So like Fight or Flight had nothing. So it was like, there's no way Darcy's in this episode. But I was like, I remember on the on the on Frog Court, I mean I said like something on a whim, like Watch it be like Domino 2 or some shit. That would be hilarious. And then it ended up being <laughs> Domino 2. So. <laughs> okay. I, I know when this, that when this, when this episode aired, it was like... Um, I think Owl House was airing at the same time, too. And, yeah. Uh, I know this, the stream that was happening was like... Uh, like Owl House was first, but then uh, but then Nick and, Nick and I decided to watch Amphibia first. <laughs> so so it was just like it was just us like DMing each other while the episode was airing. Um or like while the episode was being uh aired in on certain means. Um <laughs> but uh <laughs> but like and then the moment so- <laughs> like Soggy Joe shows up and you know and then you know Nick like Nick and I are just like no shit soggy joe <laughs> and then domino 2 shows up we're like yo shit it's domino 2 <laughs> and then... just like back to back us just like screaming like the cap capital letters um <laughs> in the dms um <laughs> and then when we had like the That's proper amazing. like the proper watch along with like the rest of the guys we were just like completely silent because <laughs> we didn't want to say anything <laughs> to like um <laughs> oh man but yeah I... but yeah like i said it's like the 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 
it de- like this episode definitely felt like in line with like Amphibia's like with the with the finale's like core message by the end. So like yeah yeah this episode yeah, yeah so this episode like kind of like you know definitely like aged very well and then you know another Spran adventure before the finale kind of, that's. And yeah, I think everyone talked about this already, but like, you know, the flight the the flight of the moth music. That was like one of the best yes. tracks of season one. So we're coming yeah. back here was just like so satisfying. Yeah. And like of course like the the crew didn't plan to have like, you know from the very beginning, they didn't actually no. This was something Matt did plan from the very beginning of like Anne riding Domino 2. So it's like, this was something that they wanted to bring back, but just like, the Fly of the Moth ep- the music, that was from like a completely different episode, but then having that like perfectly fit with this. Into this one. Into this one. Which was like, a, which is kind of like a callback to like a completely different episode. Just like everything just like. Everything about Phoebe just like weaves it like weaves in and out perfectly. It's like, oh man. I feel like you could you can tell um the crew is having a lot of fun with 3B, which is how much they set up from season one and because they already had a lot of fun with it, I think, during 2A. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like but like I feel like with 3B they just got to be like they got to reap the rewards, you know? So, like, they get to put the characters in all kinds of crazy scenarios and see where where's Apothecary Gary at? Where's uh, Tritonio at? You know, where's Domino 2 at? Like, that's really fun. I, I always wonder if, like, if there were any episodes that were cut. Like, no, obviously there are, like, not like like they made one and they removed it, but more like when they were, like, sketching out this season... Like, was there, like, any other characters they wanted to call, make uh, come back? Like, I'm not sure if Bog was supposed to get an episode or not. Yeah, I think Bog <laughs> was, was the very only weak. kind of, like, thing that didn't really get, like, I feel like everything in season one that had a feeling, like, that could have come came back did come back. Like, I can't think of anything at the top of my head that was, like... I'm trying to think, too. Because, like... Because, I guess with, with me, with Bog, I guess... No, I'm not frustrated with Bog not coming back, but I was, like... <laughs> I was, like, so shocked. Because, <laughs> like... Because I felt like Bog, out of all characters, was set up, right? In season two, to, to show up again. And he just... He does, but, like, it doesn't count. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's a very it like, quick, count, like it's a very like, quick or you'll miss it yeah that's yeah. a that's a fake comeback like it's not it's mm-hmm. not real <laughs> like <laughs> so <laughs> like i don't know it, it was so weird but i i feel like i'm not like mad about it per se because like i guess the i don't know the fandom didn't really talk about it so but i don't know it was it was weird like it felt like there was an episode, like, instead of Barry was supposed to be Bog, but I feel like that's also way too obvious in the episode description. So, like, that it could be Bog in, in Sasha's Angels, but I don't know. 
it's interesting. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think I covered. Yeah, those are all the episodes I think that I missed that I wasn't here for. But oh, we're about like an hour in. So yeah, I think. Uh, Impact. Do you have any like final thoughts on any of these episodes we just talked about? Um, not on the episodes. I I was thinking on your comment about um about like criticism or not criticism, but talk about in like how season one isn't talked about a lot in terms of the community. I feel like weirdly enough, season three has like like. What's the word like? Because I think season two is talked about a lot in terms of analysis oh. and stuff. Oh, I meant like, but like. Um, sorry, before you continue, like I, I think I was trying to mean like. The way people kind of like. Analyze season two and three. I don't think people do this. I don't think people treat season one, with the same kind of like analysis that they do for season yeah. two and three but i i do think season one still has a lot of stuff there even without the uh even without the callbacks that season two and three do to season one i gotcha i i guess because i guess what i was trying to say was more like i don't know season three is like because you say season two and three get more analysis and i agree i feel like Season two definitely gets a lot more than three did. I feel like it's weird because three is like, I feel like it got analysis, but like at the same time, I feel like it didn't either, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like when, when people talk about season three analysis, they're talking about like the lore episodes, not the lore episodes, but like Olivia and Yunnan. Uh, turning point um and like Anne's arc isn't really talked about that much you know what I mean like it's it's usually on those two characters and even 3b like kind of sort of does but like I don't know I maybe maybe it's just because I wasn't in this fandom during season two but like when I because I, I had the chance to see all the analysis like after season two ended right so like I got to see what everyone was thinking or like big talking in community about it, maybe on Tumblr or Reddit, written stuff pretty much, not like active talking. So like, but with season three, it was weird. I felt like there was, it was kind of sporadic when people were talking about the show. I don't know. I, I feel like season three is in a weird middle ground from what I notice, like in terms of like conversation on the show, like especially in terms of like a consensus on it is so like varied. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like season three is in its own bubble compared to like one and two, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I just wanted to mention that. I, I do think it's because, because season two is like the, the middle, there's still like a lot of room for speculation. So like when season two was coming out and like and after season two, there's like a lot of like 
a lot of the discussion is speculation. And then season three comes around yeah. and it's like kind of like I don't want to say shutting down the speculation, but kind of like it's more like retrospective analysis. It's not like, oh, yeah, what, it's not what you think is going to happen, but it's like how you feel about what happened. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, because I think. What's the word? I don't know, because I feel like when when talking about stuff that's in the episode specifically, um, like especially in terms of like themes of the show or like some of the messages of it, you really only get that in the hardest thing. But like the hardest thing when we people talk about that episode, because like that episode's themes are like drilled into your head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's saying like change is like it is saying the word change a lot in that finale, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So but like in terms of like Maybe this is like maybe unfair for me to for say not to say about the fandom, but like like Escape to Amphibia is a good example of an episode that really isn't talked about, and I kind of get why. But like it, it's the climax of Anne's arc in season three. It plays a big part in her leaving the Planters in the hardest thing, and like it's again, again, it's a culmination of Anne's arc throughout the season, and like no one talked about it. And I guess because it, it this episode means a lot more in retrospect when we had the hardest thing, we had Anne leaving the planters behind. But I don't know. It was just like it was it was weird because I think everything in 3A besides the girls isn't really talked about a lot. Or it's other discussion I won't get into right now, but like I don't know. It, it three, season three is is really sporadic in its analysis to me compared to two. Why I felt like not every episode was talked about, obviously, but I felt like there was like a solid stream of discussion of each episode. If that makes sense, I don't know. That that's my observation anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Like. Um... I mean, it's only going to be a year since three since the series ended, so I feel like maybe in like two more years we'll get like a good idea about like how because look, like in a year or two, like all of the like all, all the how do you describe it? <laughs> you know you know say. <laughs> it's like <laughs> over like over time like all of the how, how do i describe this it's like the oh my god <laughs> it's just the way people look at the show is gonna be a lot different in like a year or two like it, it happened with Gravity Falls, it happened with Starburst, it ha- like, I don't want to say, like, I want to say revisionist, like, history, but, like, <laughs> I, I don't mean it in, like, a negative way. Actually, th- there's a negative and a po- positive side to this, where it's, like, 
all of, like the week to week um I guess debate in the Amphibia like fandom after each episode came out, that's kind of gonna like not be it's kind of be, it's going to become like a footnote to the overall um to the overall like peaks and valleys of like the show itself. And then if Amphibia's advantage is that when it needs to peak, it like it it it's like the highest peaks ever, like reunion. Yeah. True colors. How the hardest thing. Yeah. It's like it, it it hits when it needs to, to I guess the general audience. And like and like you said, because the hardest thing like drilled like the th- the themes of the show have been like drilled into people's heads throughout the show, even before you get to yeah. the finale. That's what makes the finale like hit so hard for you know reunion, true colors, hardest thing. That like I- amphibious reception is gonna be like it's it's going to stay positive. I think. Like I think I talked I asked I talked to Nick about this like last year where it's like oh maybe you get to like. We kind of have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. And then looking back, it's like now that people have kind of like processed the finale, it's like it's very positive. And because the finale is positive, it's like it, that just like uplifts the whole show in general. Yeah. I think I guess like I, I've been noticing a change in the fandoms talk about it. Um of like the series in general. And I guess I, I focus so much on season three because that's when I joined the fandom, right? But I I do notice that there's like a shift now. Maybe like I'm not sure if anyone else has figured this out, but like I feel like the people I don't remember people not liking 3B when it was airing. But now like nowadays it gets a lot more flack, I notice. Um and usually the 3A stuff is like most people don't know I can't, like, no one knows what the fuck we're talking about if you weren't watching it weekly. I feel like when you binge Amphibia, you don't really know what we're talking about to a certain degree, or, like, the problems that people had with the season don't mean as much to you. So, like... And it's probably and for the best. The whole, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Because... I don't know. I won't go into it because I, I did think there's some good points there, but like they talk, the fandom talked about it for like a thousand years, and it was like, okay, guys. <laughs> like, but anyway, anyway, point is, is like I noticed that 3B is getting a lot more flack now, and that's interesting because I don't, I don't remember 3B getting that when it was airing. So I'm wondering how, like, in a year, what different parts of the show people are gonna focus on a little more. Like, is is I do feel like some things are not set in stone, but like they do stay stagnant in the show's perception. So I'm wondering if like what is gonna stay there after a year or two? You know what I mean? Like what's a criticism people are gonna be like, that's valid, and then be like, okay, but the sh- the rest of the show was good, and then like the end. So <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting seeing fandom's thoughts change over time. I feel like that's something fandoms don't talk about that much when like having like a retrospective on YouTube or something or fandom talk like on any other website, Twitter, Reddit, whatever, 
when people discuss what this fandom does or what this fandom acts like, there's like almost a, there's never a thought about change and how people's opinions evolve and how a fandom's opinion can evolve throughout years. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's, it's interesting to see though, like with the subreddit or, or I don't check Twitter discussion that much anymore. So I don't know what they're talking about anymore, but I don't know. It's interesting to see. But yeah, like how that, uh, yeah, how those like views change over time, I think is like once we get into our like our season retrospectives, it's like that's gonna be something interesting to talk about. And yeah, something that we'll like we'll have time to like kind of like go deep into because like yeah, not a lot of I don't see a lot of talk about like how we first saw this and then how we see it now. It's kind of more like. I feel like, okay, I, I hopefully I'm, oh, what the hell, this is like a filler recording. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like, fandoms get kind of like very like nostalgic. And I think, hmm, I'm, I'm, I, think the I, think, I think, I think the Gravity Falls fandom kind of gets a little too nostalgic when they talk about the show. Ooh. <laughs> and, okay. I mean, I was there day one when it first premiered, so, like, I, 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 I've been there start to finish. It's like... But that, that's, a, that's a battle for another day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, I th- yeah, th- th- I'll say that for the retrospective talk. Maybe when we, when we yeah. start, when we talk about, like, Wax Museum again, I'll... Because I, I know I know Nick has some like some opinions on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. On that record, like like he he mentioned it in the in in that episode, but that that's just me kind of getting off topic. But yeah, I'm yeah. That concludes this week's recording. Uh, thank you for listening to this, and uh, I'm still coming up with some topics for like the next few recordings but something that's definitely like that we'll definitely do is like season retrospectives of like the first half of season one second half of season one and then etc with season two and three like those things those are things that i definitely wanted to do okay but we'll probably sprinkle like other like other ideas into the recordings, but I'm just letting you guys know, like, that's something that we'll talk about. It's not going to be, like, it's not an essay or anything. It's still going to be, like, a regular conversation, but that's something I kind of want to get, like, notes on. (laughs) Or more substantial notes than, like, than a couple of, of, like, thoughts that I scrambled down on my phone. (laughs) But, again, thank you for listening, and, uh, See, see you guys next time. Say goodbye, everyone. Peace, yes. everybody. See ya. Or just peace me. Yeah, yeah just you. But yeah, see, <laughs> see you guys. <laughs>